0: Thank you for joining us. Here at VLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now, here is Pastor Gary Tony. Well, let's dig right in. I've got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, new title uh, called He Said. And as I begin to think about, when you start following Jesus through the New Testament, the things that he said to his followers At that time, the things that he said to us today, I think so often we find ourselves in this place where we, I don't want to say we take the things for granted that Jesus said, but there are so many times that we, what's the word I want to use here? We just get used to it and we get really casual with it. I don't want to ever be religious about the things that Jesus said but I think, I think sometimes we have a tendency to neglect the fact that there is power in the Word of God. Yeah? In, in, the, in the Gospel of John, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it says, And the Word became flesh, and it dwelt among us. So when you see the living Word through the written Word, it is the same Word. Yeah? Yeah? So let's dig into this. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your living word and your written word. We embrace them as one in the same. And so, Holy Spirit, tonight speak to our hearts. Stretch our faith that we, not just here, but we are able to apply your word to such a degree that we have this unshakable faith that we, having done all to stand We stand in in the fact that you are true in every sense of your word, and we trust in the fact that it is still alive and working in us today. In your name, Jesus, amen. Let's start in Mark chapter 5. One of my favorite stories about Jesus uh, begins in verse 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and she had suffered many things from many physicians, and she had spent all that she had, And was no better, but rather grew worse. So she's been through everything. She's been to the doctor. She spent all of her money and no better. Uh, and, And then verse 27 is a game changer. And then she heard about Jesus. And here's the thing. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said. Now, this is important that you start tonight understanding this. Once she had a revelation of what he said, it impacted what she said. And see, this is the thing when you and I, when we get truth of the realities of what God has said to us, then our saying needs to begin to line up with his saying. I think so often we find ourselves because we're 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 believing for something. We see an account of history in the Bible of something Jesus did or the disciples did. And we're like, man, I want to see that. And then we step out and we don't see the same result instantly. And we get frustrated. And we allow unbelief to come in. And we begin to question our faith. What's even worse, we find ourselves questioning God. Let's take it a step further. We even blame God. I can't tell you the number of people over the years that I have talked to that when they find themselves in a situation and they haven't seen the result yet, especially when something uh, tragic comes into their life, people, that get mad at God. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You really don't know what you're doing, you know, but it's easier sometimes to blame God than to look in the mirror. Yeah. All right, look. She heard about Jesus and she said, if I can just get to him and touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone out, he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Now, you've got to pick, you've got to go with me for a second. Because there are literally hundreds, maybe thousands of people, everybody's bumping into everybody. And he says, who touched me? And verse 31, the disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you. And you say, who touched me? Like, everybody's touching you, man. Not this way, though. There's something spiritual happening here today with this woman. And he looked around and he saw her who had done this. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, what happened to her? She got healed. healed. Did anybody pray for her? No, she, that's right, Sherry. She she just <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just went Old Testament. I'm getting ready to sacrifice a lamb. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how you follow that one up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let 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 let's go back to the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell down before, uh, before Jesus, and told him the whole truth. Now watch this. And he said, "Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction." Now let's take a second. This woman hears about Jesus, and she says something. She talks to herself. I promise you she had to talk herself into this. Because at that time in history, it was not even permitted for a woman with her condition to be in public. But she goes anyway. See, there are going to be some times in your journey of faith that you're going to have to go anyway. You're going to have to do it in front of a bunch of people. And you're you're really going to have to risk looking foolish to discover this kind of level of response. I know we don't want that. I know we just want to stay our secret Christian life. And well, if it's your will, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna fry that sacred cow tonight. That if it's your will, junk. Okay, that has to, because I hear it so often in today's church, and all it is is a religious cop out. The Word of God. Say it with me. The Word of God is the will of God. You don't have to question the will of God. The Apostle Paul actually tells us very clearly that we are to know the will of God. You don't have to guess. Romans takes us a step further says, if you'll present yourself to God, you can prove what the will of God is. You can. It's not a mystery to those of us that are following the Lord. It's only a mystery to those that are hanging out in the, uh, you know, the outer, you know, the wayfarer land, When you know, the parable of the sower. Yeah. So she hears this revelation of who Jesus is to the degree that she's got faith to to step out and do something. And so from when you see this take place, this lady gets healed. Now, I'm sure, man, it just blows up all over because there's a multitude of people around. And she came and took a healing and didn't even ask for it. Right? I wonder wonder if we can do that today. Now, Now, I know some of you say, yeah. But can we? See, this is why we're going to have this talk. We need to know what he said. And we need to know to the degree, just like this woman, that she risked everything pressing through a crowd to get to him because she actually believed what he said. So from that time in history until today, what's changed? Now, obviously something has changed but not on his end. God, according to the book of Malachi, the Bible says that I am the Lord and I do not change. Hebrews lets us know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my question tonight as we get into this, does Jesus still heal today? Now I know some of you say yeah, some of you some of you don't know what to say i know some of you you've been raised if it's god's will to heal you get healed but that's not even scriptural because when you when you say that it's almost as if god the ones that god heals well he has this select group you get healed but he ignores the rest of the church sorry about your luck not you 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 see, here, I mean, that's that's just in and of itself, that's ridiculous. You, yes. You, no. Yeah, no. Maybe. Come back later. The reason y'all are so quiet, because this this junk has been taught in the church. And it has to change. If we're ever going to walk in the truth of what he said, then we've got to move past some of this stuff and stop blaming the Lord all the time. Jesus suffered so severely. Guys, let me ask you something. Have you ever taken the time to study the whipping post? How many of you have seen the movie The Passion? Remember the whipping post? I can't even watch it. Why? Does anybody know why that took place? Because if, 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 if Jesus' assignment was just to come be the lamb slain before the foundations of the world, then he could have just came to the planet and set up an appointment and, and went and offered himself as the sacrifice. But something else is going on here. His body was beaten so that ours could be restored. And I know some people, this is one of the, this is one of the things that people will bring to me. Well, everybody doesn't get healed Here, pastor, some get healed in heaven. And I have to stop for a minute and make sure I don't look at them with the wrong look because my nonverbal communication sometimes speaks louder than what I'm saying. But think about what you just said. You don't need healing in heaven. Your body is still in a hole in the ground. Your spirit is already made perfect right now. You are right now a new, your spirit is right now a new creation in Christ. The only thing that's corrupt, the only thing that's broken, the only thing that needs healing is your body. And if you go to heaven, that broken, busted body that was still, is still in the ground. So that, no, you don't get, you don't need healing in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. So there's no, don't, that's not it. That's not my sermon. You know, but man, thank you, Dustin. Just said it right there, buddy. So he said to her, "Your faith has made you well." Her faith, Oscar. Her faith made her well. So, so here's my question tonight: If her faith can make her well, y'all know where I'm going with this. Can our faith make us well? Now, I know some of, you, some of you got your good church answer, and we all say, yes, our faith can make us well when we're well. Oh, yeah. But what about when, what about when the sickness is on you? Can your faith make you well then? Because here's another one of the pushbacks I get from people. Well, I'm, well listen, my mom, she loved God better than anybody I know, and God didn't heal her. Wrong answer. You, and here's the thing. My mom lives in heaven today, so you can't play that card with me. I watched her suffer with cancer and go to heaven. And it was not, listen to me very carefully, it wasn't God trying to teach her something. It wasn't because God did not take, pay for healing because healing is a settled issue. It is part of our new covenant. She just did not have the revelation of it. I know a lot of us, we just want to beg God till he moves. Guys, do you think God's playing games with you? I hear you begging down there, and I really like seeing you grovel, but not yet. Beg a little more. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is religious stuff that has been crammed down our throat for years because preachers stepped out and tried something one time, and it didn't work. And so we concluded, well, listen, I'm a great theologian. It's got to be God's will that you didn't get here. I know I get a little aggravated with this stuff, but for far too long, this has been going on in the body of Christ, and we have just set up camp there, and we've drank the Kool-Aid, and it has to change, and so I'm, I'm hoping that over the next couple of sessions in this talk, we can get to the place where we begin to understand, okay, Jesus told the woman. He didn't say, my great power healed you. He, he made it, I mean, he made it very plain, daughter. Your faith made you well. Her faith did. So what is faith? Faith is this firm conviction on the inside that you believe what you heard about Jesus. And she believed it. So today, if you're believing God for a healing in your body and you haven't seen the desired result yet, instead of getting frustrated and crushing your faith with a bunch of unbelief, Feed your faith and stand strong on it. I am the healed of the Lord. Yeah, but, but, but I still got the symptoms. Guess what? I got some symptoms too. Okay? But I tell my body to shut up. I don't really know about that. You know what that's called in, in the old school uh, language? Unbelief. You sit, oh no, I'm, a, I'm, no, 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 no. Come on now. If you believe it, you're convinced about it. You're not moved when the symptom pushes back. Now, I know, I know everybody's not for this stuff. But when Jesus was on the planet, you think about this for a second. Every single person that came to him for healing. Now, guys, don't take, please, don't take my word for this stuff, all right? You have a Bible. Go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Go through them. of the people that, now, Jesus didn't heal everybody. Don't misunderstand me. He just didn't go in. I've had people over the years come to me and say, well, man, they're just full of zeal and they're on fire for God, and I'm just going to go clean out the hospitals. You're going to go embarrass yourself, What you're going to do, probably get arrested. Y'all know know my, I've I've told you my my hospital story. My first time, uh, you know, I went with this young man to the hospital, and he was, on fire for god and and i'm i'm you know i'm a christian maybe a year and i'm just kind of mentoring and learning stuff about ministry and i go to this hospital visit and this dude he, he climbs up on the bed and he's praying for this dude and i mean he's spitting fire and i'm freaking out and all these all these flashing lights and alarms are going off and, I, and a whole a whole crew of nurses and doctors come in and they kick us out and i'm like okay that was my first experience with a hospital visit yeah i'm like What not to do when you go, don't jump on the bed praying fire down from heaven, rebuking the devil. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that, okay? But when you look at Jesus' life and you see that everybody that came to him for healing, they got healing. So, think of it this way. If Jesus was on the planet today in his body... And you went to him for healing today. Maybe you had to catch a plane and go to Jerusalem. But you know Jesus is there and he's healing. How many of you think he would heal you? You think so? So when did he change? Come, come on, because you understand, you're you going to meet him one day. Jesus, son of man, flesh, he lives in heaven today. The Christ, the anointed one, omnipresent spirit of God, where is he? right here is there any difference between the two because the book of acts makes it very clear how god anointed jesus with the holy spirit and power and he went about doing good healing those that it was god's will to heal it doesn't say that does it what's it say say all yeah all of them. if you come to jesus for healing you're getting healed But here's the thing, when you answer that question, if Jesus was here, would he heal you? And you say, yeah, what are you basing that on? Huh? The what? The word. You're basing it on what he said. Yeah? So you got to get to the place where you believe that Jesus, that he's the same person that we follow In the scriptures the question is to you today is Jesus the same is he see just because he moved to heaven guys he he said you ready for this I will never leave you he said it was to our advantage that he go so that the Holy Spirit would come he said preach the kingdom Heal the sick. I know, Jack, but some we're not, listen, if we ain't healing the sick, no use going to raise the dead. We, we're not ready for that. Well, yeah. Let, let's, let's start with heal the sick, okay? But, but we got to get our faith to the place where we actually believe this, because I know tonight some of you all are choking on this. But either, either the Bible's true, all of it, I'm, on, I'm getting ahead of myself, or none of it's true. We don't have the luxury of picking and choosing. Now, to some degree we do because if we don't want to walk in a Revelation, you don't have to. He's not going to make you do it. But over the years I have learned through experience that it's just much easier because the life of faith, just like this woman, she risked everything to step out in faith. Most of us, we're not even willing to, we're not even willing to risk our reputation just a little bit for faith. We don't even want to, we don't even, Cody, we don't even want to risk being embarrassed just a little bit. Shh, don't, don't pray, don't, no, my boss is here, don't pray at lunch. Are you for real? You better Shondi, Rondi, tie your bow tie, get this time. <laughs> like, what is that? It's a joke's what it is, okay, calm down. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think the church needs, now, not this haughty, arrogant, disrespectful stuff, but I think the church needs a little boldness. We need to roll up our sleeves a little bit and embrace who we are. So, have you ever wondered why we don't see the healings today that we read about? Now, we see them sporadically from time to time. You know, I've seen a few here, little things here and there over the years. But have you ever wondered about that? Have you ever wondered, <clears throat> was the healings that we see in the scriptures just for a special time in history. A lot of people, this is one of the ones that I get, Jack. A lot of people, well, Jesus was trying to prove who he was as the son of God. Well, he failed at that. They still killed him. Matter of fact, the entire organized religious world of that day rejected him. So he did not, he, he was not successful in proving he was the son of, son of God. That's not what healing was for. Healing is for us. It's it's part of his nature. Let me take it a step further. It's one of his holy, God-ordained, redemptive names. I am Jehovah Rapha. In the Hebrew, that's the Hebrew word for I am the Lord who heals. Not the Lord who used to heal. Yeah. See, he told the woman, your faith did this. And this is the thing, I want to keep driving this home. So if her faith got her healed, then we've got to get to the place where our faith can get us healed. Because healing is already a settled issue from Jesus' perspective. He's already been beaten beyond recognition. The stripes, the the beating that he took, it's a done deal. So here's the thing. Can Jesus' healing power be accessed by faith today? Can it? See, I, I, some of you quiet right now. Y'all okay? Is is this too much? You sure? All right. I, I, I can't help but wonder because what if we don't see something like healing operating in our church simply because we don't talk about it enough to allow faith to grow? See, this is the thing. Over the years, some of my friends that are pastors, I thank God for Victory Life Church and you all where we're at. But, but I've got friends that are pastors, they're not even allowed to talk about this subject. I'm thinking, what kind of church is that? I mean, it's in the Bible. Can't talk about it? But, but they can't talk about it. Because, there's, because you, you know what it does? It's, it, it stirs up controversy. And, and I get it. I've had people meet me after church, and, 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 and they grill me over this. Well, my loved one was the saint, bless God, and they, okay, and they're in heaven today, but that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. My mom was the saint, but she never got to the revelation of what this was. So why didn't God just heal her? Because healing has already been paid for at the cross. Our job is to learn how to walk in this. And if we don't learn how to walk in it, and this body goes to a hole in the ground, Jesus will be the first one you meet and welcome you with open arms. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when a saint comes home. So they'll celebrate when you come home, and then once you get used to everything, Jesus will call you into his office. Now listen, let me show you why why this didn't happen. I went through this, I paid for this, I, I sent my word to heal you, I showed you all these things in the scripture. And and like I've told you, for for our first couple hundred years, we're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I see, oh, yeah, okay. Paul says we see through a lens dimly here. We're not going to get all of it, you all, but the things that we have in the book, you got to make your mind up right in the face of symptoms. You got to make your mind up. God's true. The Bible says let every man be a liar. Yeah. See, faith, here's the thing. This is what we're going to talk about this because it's the only way faith for healing is going to come if we talk about healing. It's the only way faith for any area comes. That's how you get saved. You talk the gospel. You preach the good news. The gospel's not some religious condemnation message that you better. We were talking about this with our staff today. You better turn or burn. (laughs) Get right with God. (laughs) Well, I am right with God. Even on my worst day, I'm right with God because Jesus, because Jesus, he said so. I am right. Yeah, but you knew you wasn't acting right the other day. Well, there's a lot of times I'm not acting right. That's why Jesus said to come make me right. Yeah. Faith for any area, it only comes one way. You see, some people say, well, if it, was God's will for you, Lest, if it was God's will for you to be healed, you'd be healed. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. Because if you take that same theory, well, if it's God's will for you to be saved, you'd be saved. So if you're not saved, it's not God's will. The Bible says that, you know, that God doesn't want anyone to perish. It's not his will that any, right? So that whole theory out the door, you can't just say, well, you know, if it's his will to heal, you'd be healed. That's like, you know, those of you that are Christians, it's his will for you to follow him. Right? <laughs> to imitate him, right? <laughs> to do what he did. To... But how many of you doing that all the time? Yeah, see, if we, if we practice that theory, well, no, you're not, you're not one today, so you're out. So since Jesus, the Son of Man, lives in heaven, He left us His Word and His Spirit to live in us today. How many of you think the Holy Spirit is Jesus in us? You sure? Yeah. He's the same, guys. As a matter of fact, He told His disciples right before He was getting ready to leave, He says, guys, it's to your advantage that I leave. Because if I don't leave, he can't come. See, some people think, oh, no, man, I, I, would, I wish I was back then and I could walk with Jesus back then. I'm like, I don't know, man, no car, no air conditioning. Mm, no, I'm glad I'm following Jesus today. I'm just glad to get to the place where I believe that what he says is true. And so we get to this place where we actually do believe this, that he, we accept the fact that his word and his spirit lives in us. Then he said... In John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide, live in, take up residence in you, then you can ask what you desire and it'll be done for you. But who's got to do something here? We do. We do. Now, I'm not, it's not legalistic, it's transformation. Are you, are you getting this? You can't earn this. This, this is a way of life. It's it's, it's like trying to take a fish out of water and say, breathe. Fish are designed to live in water. A born-again, spirit-filled person, a new creation in Christ is built to live by faith. The problem is we don't. We live by religion. We live by denominational philosophies and man's opinion and experiences, but actually living by faith Living by faith is Romans chapter 4. Abraham was fully convinced of what God said he would do, he would do, and he, was not, he didn't waver at the promise. He wasn't moved by the circumstance. It actually says that he wouldn't even consider the circumstance. Amen. Well, I mean, the dude's old. God says he's going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, you know the story. So maybe the first thing that we have to do when it comes to developing this way of thinking, because what the enemy will do <clears throat> What human nature will do is it will fight you every step of the way. When you have symptoms, when you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you the report. Now listen, when you go to the doctor, don't be hyper spiritual and weird. Doctors are, man, you need to pray for doctors and nurses. They're on the front lines dealing with crazy people sometimes. And you're emotional and you got all this stuff going on and you're wanting them to to be the Jesus in your life, but they're not. They're just a servant of Jesus, hopefully, if they're born again. But don't get mad at them. And then once they're done, they give you the report. Okay, thank you. I understand what the report is from the physician. But I got a different report. But you got it, it has to be, listen to me, it has to be part of your life. You have to get to the place where you believe that the word of God is true all the time, regardless of what you see. How many of you believe the word of God is God speaking to you today? Uh, you sure? Because I, I I gotta be careful with this. Because I as a pastor, I watch people. And and I love you, right? But listen to me very carefully. The same respect you give your Bible is the respect you have for God. Oh no, Reverend. Really? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. I I know you may not want to drink the Kool-Aid and buy this, but I am telling you, the same respect you give that book, you can call it what you want, but that is the respect you have for the Lord. Because they are one and the same. And this is one of the big hurdles that people in the church today struggle with because they don't want, they can't accept that because man, Danny man wrote the Bible. Well, of course, man wrote the Bible. Who else is gonna write it? Spirits don't write. Well, I mean, I guess they could override the, the natural realm of things. I mean, there was a time that a hand appeared on the wall back with, you know wasn't Nebuchadnezzar. Who was the other one? Uh, Darius or one of them back there. He wrote on the wall. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't do it, but yes, God used people. Let let me show you this. 2 Timothy, y'all doing okay? All right. 2 Timothy chapter 3. How many? How many would that be? What about the ones that you don't like? What about the ones you don't understand? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, guys, the word of God has got to be your go-to source. Psalm 119, here's the thing, if if you have the time to go study Psalm 119... It is a pretty lengthy chapter in the book of Psalms, but the entire thing, all it talks about is the word of God. That's all it talks about, the importance of the word of God. Psalm 119 says it like this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So is the word of God enlightening your path on a daily basis or just when you have time? See, one of the things I try to practice as your pastor is meditating the Word of God. I try to commit to the Joshua 1 8 principle to my life, to meditate in it day and night, to keep it in front of my eyes, to observe to do it. Psalm 119, verse 89 says this Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. How long? Forever, His Word is settled. It's a done deal. God is truth. He doesn't just tell truth. Jesus said, I am truth. He can't lie. He's not a man that he can lie. And then Psalm 107, he says this. He sent his word, verse 20. He sent his word and he healed them. So as I begin to think about these passages, as I begin to think about the importance of the word of God in the life of a believer today, I begin to think about how the kingdom of heaven works. And Jesus said, everything about the kingdom is as if a man sows a seed. Everything about the kingdom works this way. We talked about the parable of the sower uh, uh, last week or the week before. But what I want you to see tonight in all of these passages, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled. He sent his word and he healed them. When you think about all of these passages... And you, you <coughs> excuse me. And you look at it through the lens of everything in the kingdom, as if a man sows the seed. The Apostle Paul, writing to the First Corinthian Church, says this: I, Paul, sowed the seed; Apollos watered the seed, but God gives the increase. Now, if you go read that passage, he goes on to say this. So who is Paul? Who is Apollos, but mere servants of God? One sows, another waters, and God, he produces that. There is always the sowing and the watering. When it comes to the word of God, if there is no word sown into your life concerning the revelation of healing, there is nothing to water about the revelation of healing. There's nothing for God, there's no, there's no fruit for God to produce. I know, because it's just easier to go to heaven and blame God. But when you think about this, Paul said, some sow and some water. See, this is an ongoing thing. You, now, you, just look at the natural for a second. When you take these passages, the, when, you, when you look at all these statements in the Psalms and that, that, uh, that were written, and you take that principle, if you sow a seed in the natural... And then you water the seed, and you water the seed, and you water the seed, what happens? Guys, this ain't no trick question. What ha- y'all, y'all, y- come on now. I, I, I know you're thinking, yeah, but you know, you're, you're trying to trick me into No, <laughs> this is how it works. I know, you want, I, I know you want the instant bam miracle. But when you don't get the instant bam miracle, this is how it works. You sow the seed, you water the seed. See, the thing with us is, we just want to hear a new thing all the time. But if you'll realize what's going on and how the kingdom of heaven works, every time you hear the word of God, if the seed is already planted, then it's being watered, then it's being watered, then it's being watered. Some people think, well, I just need to hear something new. We were talking to our staff today about people that come, they say, well, I'm really not getting anything there you're probably not coming to get anything here you know if you're not getting you didn't come to get sowing watering it's always happening it's how the kingdom of heaven works and so if you've got the seed of healing inside your soul then water that thing every day water that thing find out what he said you see any believers first act of faith is to make the choice to accept that the word of god is truth real faith it chooses to believe god in 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 everything that they're dealing with there's only one way to get there you got to hear this stuff listen to romans chapter 10 now in the more traditional writing romans chapter 10 says so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god but i love the message paraphrase here it's really cool not everybody's ready for this. Right, that's true. Ready to see, ready to hear, ready to act. Isaiah, he asks what we all ask at one time or another. God, is anybody listening or believing a word of it? And this is the same question that, that God, we're still asking today because we come here and then we check out. And we don't water the seed that was just sown into our soul. God, is anyone listening or believing a word of it? The point is, before you can trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. So if faith comes from listening to his word, we should probably reevaluate our listening. Oh, well, I know, I, I know, I know about healing. Yeah, so do I, and I still got symptoms in my body. It's not the knower. At some point, you're going to have to get to the place where you're going to have to step out of knowing. And, and like the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd. The Bible says that I, I, I can only envision, but she had to be at the point where she was so exhausted and no strength left. She was at the point where she had to lunge and just grab the hem of his garment. Because if you're just walking up behind him, you wouldn't have grabbed the hem. You could have touched his hair or whatever. But, you know, she, and, and boom. And Jesus is like, whoa, somebody touched me different. Faith touched me. And we all have it. If you're born again, we all have it. This is why Isaiah is asking us, is anybody going to believe this stuff? Is it really that simple? You just have to believe it and then act on it? Yeah, but what if it still hurts? Yes, exactly, right in the middle of what if it still hurts. See, Romans 4 makes it very clear that Abraham believed according to what God had spoken, contrary to everything going on in the natural. Here's the thing. According to this faith principle, if you will, we should find out what's been spoken to us. (coughs) We should find out what what he said. Yeah. See, I believe that everything Jesus did with his life here, I believe that it was pointing to a way of life that he was about to make available for us at the cross. You see, in John chapter 6, he says this, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. All right, so let's take this passage for just a second because my time is almost up. i got to get you out of here. Man, I've got so much more to get into, but man, y'all listen pretty good tonight. But if he came from heaven to do the will of the Father, and then you follow Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he healed everybody that came to him for healing, how can you even question if it's God's will to heal? Not one time did he even say, "Uh, let me check with the Father. Not one time did he say, oh, I think the father's trying to teach you something with this sickness. Not one time. Matter of fact, I see just the opposite. When the leper came to Jesus, man, if you have not seen the episode on The Chosen where the leper comes to Jesus, it will make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Because this guy, I mean, and all of his disciples, they're all shunning him. Get away. And the leper comes to him and says, I know that you can. If you will. And he said, I will. And if he, I will him, guys, he is no respecter of persons. He is not picking and choosing who gets healed and who suffers. He, that is not, I will not serve that God. No, that's a religion. But we have to get to the place Where we are these people of faith because we are built to be people of faith. Now, if the gift of healing were to manifest in some mirror, that's wonderful. But I've found out over my journey as a pastor, God wants people living by faith. You're built to do this. I know it's not easy all the time, but you are built to do it. You're built that way. Most of us, we're used to HGTV, though, the Food Network. (coughs) Seriously, we'll binge watch some crazy stuff for 12 hours. Oh, I, oh! pastor gave us some homework. I, what, what was that? And you think you're going to be a water walker? Oh, no. Well, it must not have been God's will. Real convenient. Yeah. See, at some point, guys, that, that theory, if you hang around me for any length of time, that stuff won't fly. You are the body of Christ on the planet. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The things that Jesus did, he said, if you believe him, You can do them. So when you step out and try them and you don't see the same results the first time, don't get frustrated, you precious little baby. That's why he called us his little children because we literally are babies learning this. I know some of us we think because we've, well, I've studied in depth. (laughs) Well, good for you. Let's get you a sticker. Yeah, okay, we've studied in depth. Listen, I study all the time and I'm still fighting the good fight. There are things we're going to have to learn here, and sometimes it's going to be having done all to stand, you're going to have to stand, and you're going to have to be like Abraham, not wavering at what God said. Abraham got to the place where he was fully convinced. So with you tonight, with your symptom in your body, are you fully convinced, or are you waiting to see? Because, God, I prayed, and I went back to the doctor, and it wasn't any better. So what's up, God? Come back. Let's refocus. Not fully convinced. You think, well, that's kind of harsh. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Get to the place where you are fully convinced that what God says is true. And I promise you, if you'll begin to water the seed and water the seed, and, and, and you begin to say what he said, because he said, "You are healed." He said, "By his stripes, he took all." Si-. That's what he said. So if John three sixteen is true, all the rest of it is true. Even if you're not feeling it, even if you're not seeing it, y'all got any loved ones that they don't look saved, they don't act saved? <laughs> Leslie looked at his. <laughs> she looked over at, his, at her son. <laughs> Like, wow, my boy just got through preaching last week. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing, guys. All of us, in the natural, none of us look saved or act saved all the time, but you still believe you're saved, don't you? We have to get to the place where our faith is solid, and the only way faith gets solid is not having heard, but hearing and hearing and watering the seed and watering the seed, and you begin to say to your mountain, you speak what God says about you because he said, I am your healer. He said, I took sickness and disease away from you. He said, by his stripes, you are healed. He said that. Yeah, but I don't feel it. See, you still, you, it has nothing to do with your feelings. Well, when I see it, I believe it. Did you hear the words that just came out your mouth? If you see it, there's no believing necessary. You know better than that. Huh? Guys, my, I, I got to get you out of here. My time's up. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back into this next Wednesday. Y'all, y'all, can y'all take some more of this? I, I think, th- th- here's the thing, guys. Even if we're just learning how to walk some of this stuff out, when you're able to sit down and have conversations about this stuff, when you can gather with your family and your friends, and you can crack open the scriptures, and you can take these U version study notes, and you can talk about this stuff, what happens is it, be, it begins to produce faith in you because according to the book of Romans, faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing. The next thing you know, even though the pain, even though the symptom hadn't changed that, all of a sudden now you have a different attitude. You're stronger and you find yourself, you're starting to speak to that. I mean, listen, I hurt my back last week and I'm, I'm laying on the floor tonight and I'm in pain and I'm speaking. I'm like, back, you're going to listen to me. And you know what it did? Ah. You think your body's going to cooperate with you? Especially if you're getting older. No, it it's going to push even harder. That's when you just crank it up. No, you're going to listen to me. See, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll get my phone. This is going to, I know, I got to get you out. This will help some of you. Oh, Nicole's in here tonight, so she's got an assistant. I, I, she's like, tell him to hurry up. When the enemy starts harassing me, I get my smartphone, I put my earbuds in, and I start listening to healing stuff. And Here's the thing. I don't even get to listen. Five minutes, I'm gone. Because the peace of God settles in and it pushes. Because the word of God drove out the fear and the worry and the anxiety, and I went right to sleep. But man, when 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 the pressure's on, I'm not I'm not listening to Jason Aldean. Now I like y'all know I like country music, but when when the pressure's on, I got my healing series going. I'm feeding my spirit, I'm feeding my spirit, because from the abundance of the heart, and when you begin to speak to your body, it will, because if, if, if you take the natural and you water the seed and water the seed and water the seed, what happens? It grows. Gosh. Are y'all getting this? Father, in the name of Jesus, help every one of us to be vessels of faith tonight. Lord, I speak your healing power into everyone in this room tonight. And maybe we don't need it for ourselves physically, but we know somebody that does. So give us the courage and the faith to step out and take your healing message and and power to those loved ones. That we may have the courage to lay hands, to speak to bodies, to exercise what you've taught us to, Jesus, through your life on the planet. For your glory, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. God bless you guys. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at VictoryLifeKY.com. Thank you so much for listening.